This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time to welcome in Joe Ingles. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, you need to go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe joins us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Joe, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Joe? I'm good. I just dropped my daughter at school. Um, I'm heading into practice. So you guys have a nice little run going here, eight and three to open the season. Does that change Quinn at all, or is he just the same relentless detail <laughs> guy with four bits of film to show whether you won by five, lost by five, won by ten, lost by ten? Yeah, I think you, you, I think you guys, and I think everyone listening knows the answer to that. Um, no, Quinn. Quinn's the same coach. Um, like you said, win or lose, um, win by 50, lose by 50. He, he's the same, and um, I think that's what makes him so good at what he does is um, kind of that relentless um, focus, I guess, on on the little things. Like I, I mean, we've spoken about win. By 20, there's, there's things we can work on. If we win by one, there's things we can work on, and vice versa for, for losing as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's been solid so far. I'd, I would say I think there is still still things we can work on. Um, I think we'll continue to get better. I think one of the good things is, um, especially the last couple of years, these kind of close games, um, the, the back-to-back, stuff like that. Earlier in the year, we were, we were losing the last couple of years, so... We've got to get some, some early wins and um, not be losing those close ones. Even when we're not playing at our, our best is is really good um, kind of level that we're, we're playing at. So you missed all your shots the other night, but obviously your defense against Kyrie Irving was a difference maker. Quint Snyder pointed it out. He said that he went to you before the game and told you about that. How much personal satisfaction can you take knowing that you had a significant factor, played a significant factor in the team winning the game defensively, even though you didn't make a shot? Oh, I had to try and do something, right? <laughs> um, no, it's uh, and that's the I guess the hard part for fans and things like that is they they see, especially me, I, I think too, who's, who's always kind of been out, been been shooting reasonably well and and made shots and and kind of done that the last few years. Where um, especially this year, obviously the start of the year, I've been shooting terribly um, offensively. I just don't have a, a rhythm or it's just a little bit off whatever 
whatever you want to say, but uh, obviously still, like I said, and, and we're still winning games, which is great, which is which is at the end of the day is all is all I care about. Right. Um, do I want to play better? Of course I want to play better offensively, but um, I would be a lot more upset and, and disappointed and frustrated if we were losing games too, uh, as well as me playing bad. But um, yeah, I mean, Quinn's spoken to me numerous times about it to, to never worry about that end and um that was what he spoke to me five, six years ago about when I when I wanted to get on the court my first couple of years was to play defense. And um, I think for me, it's there's going to be nights that I go over for six and there's going to be nights that I make shots. But if I can be steady and really solid on the defensive end and, and take those those challenges of, of Kyrie one night, um, next game, depending on who, who it is or, or who's going, uh, who's playing well, um, take those challenges and... and like I said, obviously help the team in some way to, to win the game. And um, I know that's it's probably like a little bit different because especially the last couple of years, I've, me and Donovan have had so much of the ball in our hands offensively that that's what people got used to, I think, with me is if I'm not having assists or scoring or, or shooting threes, then, I'm, then, I've, or, then I'm playing bad all of a sudden. Um, I'm glad I've got a coach like Quinn and an organisation like we do um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to help the team in, in whatever way I can. And, and obviously, the other night it was on the defensive end. Because the other end, we could have put you out there and it would have been better. I would have made that layup. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those days, huh? <laughs> you know, I think uh, in all seriousness, although this sounds weird, this is where you're um, – it's a good thing to whatever degree you care about what people think. Uh, but to whatever degree you do, it's a good thing that you're in a town like this where the Jazz are so important and they're front and center all the time because we can talk about it on the air, and we did, and yet I think some Jazz fans already knew it even before we said it. Kyrie Irving, who is a wildly talented player, who is offensively elite, he was 2-for-11 in the fourth quarter. And maybe a little fortunate there because guys who are as good as him, sometimes you defend them perfectly, and they just make contested shots anyway. They just do. There's not, you know, they just rise up and st- it. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But he's two for 11 in the fourth quarter, and you're not the only guy who covered him, so other guys deserve credit too. But I think people do walk away thinking, hey, Kyrie was two for 11. That was awfully good. Yeah, uh, I think we've got very intelligent fans too. I think they understand the game. I think they understand the, the style that we play. They understand Quinn and what, what we're trying to do, and um, that's obviously a, a good thing because you don't want you know, when your fans... Um, frustrated or, or upset at your team, but uh, I think with our fans, they they know how we try to play, what we want to do. Um, I, I the, the fans that have been with us kind of since, especially since Quinn's Quinn's kind of era, they they know how Quinn wants to coach and how to play. So, um, yeah, I mean it's it's a tough one because I guess you you obviously care about the fans and what they think, but the, the flip side of that, you don't want to be sitting there reading every every comment or, or um, remark that's made about you because for, for some guys it, it could um, I guess make you overthink what you're doing and that like I opened my Twitter the next morning and had a million people saying that I suck because I didn't make a shot <laughs> like well that's great but we won the game and um, like you said I got to, to, to play a part in, in trying to slow down Kyrie and Obviously, Royce was a big part of that. Rudy's a huge part of that. But between me and Royce, um, just kind of tag-teaming and going back and forth and 
you just try and make it as difficult as you can on a guy like that for, for 48 minutes. And I think between the two of us and then Rudy contesting at the rim, we, we were able to do that. And um, who knows if that really had an impact or not. Like you said, some guys are so good that they can kind of make or miss and it's, it might be more on them than, than on us. But, um, yeah, we feel like we did a, a pretty good job on him. So, obviously, we all went nuts on that inbounds pass and Bogdanovich hitting the three. The thing that I thought was unusual is you raise your hands. You don't move as if you made the shot, and he runs to you. It's supposed to be the other way around where you run to him and hug him. But you stood up. Obviously, you knew it was going in, and he ran to you. Didn't you find that unusual? That was sort of backwards. Um. I guess it was backwards. I didn't really think about it. <laughs> so I, as soon as I inbounded, um, I think we all, obviously with our team, we knew the couple options we were looking for. And um, the first one was Donovan on on the lob, like a, the lob on the back door, and that wasn't there. And the next one was Boyan, and that either cutting either way up to the top or to the corner. And I think as soon as I threw it in and, and saw that he had a bit of space. I think we all knew within our team and, and probably a lot of the fans too that if he got a, a good look and, and got the shot off, I think we all thought it was going to go in. And, um, yeah, I just felt very confident about it once I threw it in and um, was obviously extremely happy that we won the game and obviously happy for him for making the shot. But um, yeah, I'm definitely not taking any credit for the pass or the shot or putting my hands in the air. I think it was just a, a I don't know, it was just a reaction and I think as soon as it went in, we kind of, me and him had eye contact and he kind of started running and I was like, well, I may as well save my legs. He's a bit younger than me. He can can run to me. I love the way you say we all knew I was going in. This goes back to the point that the Jazz are front and center here and every little thing gets scrutinized for better or for worse. But there are Jazz fans at Channel 2 who wanted to watch that shot over and over and they were looking at it and so I queue it up for them and they're looking at it over and over and they notice look Joe's arms are up more than a full second before everybody behind the bucket but I attributed that to the fact that you've watched him shoot a gazillion shots already and you know what a good shot looks like from him and it was like as soon as the ball started to descend you knew and the arms were up yeah honestly and and obviously a lot of fans and and certain guys of, of the media obviously might see a little bit of it but we, we work on obviously those late game situations all the time and we do it five on five against defense and um, so we obviously know what we're looking for and like you said we I think everyone in the arena once um, he'd caught it and he got a good look and he actually got the shot off the hardest thing in those situations is actually getting a good shot off a shot that you've shot before and that you feel good about kind of shooting and um, yeah, like I said, as, as soon as it left his hands and, and Middleton didn't deflect it or touch it or, or affect his shot at all, um, yeah, I just I knew it was going to have a good chance to go in. So um, glad we got the win. I'm loving Bogdanovich's play. You know, we watch him cursory, particularly he's not even in the Western Conference. We focus a lot of our time on the Western Conference, not that so much the Eastern Conference. So, we, you know, we see box scores. We see him play occasionally. The thing that surprised me about him is his ability to take the ball in the, on the floor and be so strong. And I love that the, the emotion that he plays with. We're just barely getting to know him. How would you describe him as the type of person that he is? Probably that exactly kind of how he plays. He's he's kind of pretty quiet, um, but when like I guess when when 
like he plays with that emotion when he's got something to say or um it's a perfect example is that 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 late that late game shot that he hit the game when it was I mean he's probably said like 30 words all, all season um he's a pretty quiet guy but in that time he drew up the play and Mike was actually meant to come through to the corner and he was the one that said no no like tell Mike to stay out of the way so I can go either way in case uh, Middleton top blocks me and doesn't let me go to the top and coincidentally Middleton top blocked him and he could only go to that corner so if the, the play was drawn up exactly how originally we were going to uh, Mike would have come through to the corner and Mike and, and, and Bogey would have been the two options but he kind of told him that and um, that's just how he is he, he understands the game obviously at a very very high level and he plays um, I think a lot of the Croatians do that and those Yugoslavian Serbians um, they play on edge a little bit they play that um, fiery kind of style of, of basketball and that's what um, we love about him he, he gets a dunk or, or hits a three and um, gets extremely fired up about it fires our group up um, but he's a great guy he's, he's quieter than me, which isn't very hard, but he, um, yeah, like I said, he's a, a very intelligent, high-key player that um, is, is obviously helping us a hell of a lot this year. Isn't everybody quieter than you, Joe? That's why I said. Yeah, he did say that. Okay. I, I, so, go ahead. So how many of these foreign guys do you know before they show up, whether they're on an opposing team or on your team, how tight is the network of guys, either from international play or because you played with some of the same people overseas before you got to the NBA? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you know them um, more and probably better. Um, and I think you have kind of an automatic rea- uh, relationship, um, so to say, because you, you've, you've either seen them somewhere you've either played with them maybe um, like me and Rich you know, I've played against um, Boyan hundreds of times with Croatia and Australia and stuff like that so um, yeah there's an automatic kind of relationship that, that you understand kind of where, where they've come from what what they've done before being here and um, obviously we're, we're glad that we're all here and we're able to help the league grow and be I don't know how many different countries and players, and obviously for Australia, having kind of 10, 11 guys here that are that are all contributing on their teams and playing at um, kind of higher levels in, in the NBA is, is pretty cool for our, our country, and, and obviously they feel the same about their guys from their countries. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to, to play against guys that you've seen or played against before, and um, likewise, with, I feel like we've, Every game we played, Donovan says he knows someone or he played with them at AAU or he played high school or he played with them somewhere. So um, it's the same for, for those guys too, all the Americans that have grown up here and, and played against each other, um, whatever age group they are growing up. Why do the guys celebrate like it's New Year's Eve every time you dunk? Because <laughs> it, it happens once a year like New Year's <laughs> Eve. I mean, you're 6'8". <laughs> What's the big deal? I don't, I don't get it, man. It always to, goes I nuts. Said to them after, I said to them the other day, it's, it's so easy to dunk that obviously it's, it's like, why waste the energy? Like me running to Boyan when he hits the shot. Like, when I see him running to me, why am I going to run towards him? We're going to bang heads and both be in the concussion protocol. Or there you go. <laughs> like, why would I dunk every time that I can lay it up and miss the layup? <laughs> <laughs> 
You got Ma- if I dunk more, I won't miss layups. You got Magic Johnson on your side in that. He dunked early in his career, and then he decided it was two points to lay it in, and why he spent all that energy. He was going to play a lot of minutes, a lot of games. They were making deep playoff runs every year. So you got one of the all-time greats on your side in that discussion. Use that. Yeah, I will. That, that, that's why. Joe, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will uh, talk to you again next week. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. Joe Ingles. Joining us right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone with the Jazz off to an 8-3 and three start to the season. Easily one of the best starts, they've, or the best start they've rolled out under Quinn Snyder. See if they keep it going. they got Memphis Friday. The next home game is Minnesota on Monday.